Welcome to the Lost Boys to Found Fathers podcast. I'm Will Haycox, and joining me is my co-host, Gabe O'Sullivan. We're men who suffer the loss of a child, and through this production, we desire to offer encouragement, strength, and hope to our fellow brothers who travel the same journey. What's up, Gabe? What's up, Will? So today we are on episode seven of this series that we've been doing called Tough Questions, Honest Answers. I think that's the name of it. You can go back to uh, uh, all the different podcast platforms and check it out and see what you think. And so what we've been doing is going through um, going through my book. So here's a picture of it right there. It's called Thy Will Be Done, mm-hmm. Trusting God in the Midst of Suffering, Pain, or Loss. So this is my first book that I had the opportunity to write. And uh, we've been going through the, the questions uh, in that in that book at the end of each, or not each chapter, maybe every other chapter. There's some, there's some questions for you to kind of reflect on in regards to what you've been reading uh, because... Uh, with this situation that we discuss in the book, we think that there's application points, not just for dads that have lost Mm -hmm. children, like is kind of what we've been talking about, but also for anything that you might go through in your life that's tough or difficult or that you don't understand. Uh, And so we think there's applications that can be, that can be made. You know, my my, uh, dad always said, principles don't change only technique and application do and mm. and so i certainly believe that that's a, a situation that we're seeing in this book so uh yeah we're going into our last couple of questions here mm-hmm. that we're going to discuss that's been great yeah yeah so um this is our first foray in facebook live mm-hmm. today so we're on there so, certainly we'll be welcome. back on yes welcome we'll be yeah. back on uh, of course on youtube and all the podcast platforms as well and you can get my book uh this book or 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 my new newest one as well um uh, what's it called six uh every little thing yeah. six small steps perfect piece you can get those on amazon uh, or the new one you can also get on barnesandnoble.com on apple books or on christianbook.com so <clears throat> throw you the first question if that's okay best, if yeah. you're ready man so what we're gonna um go into here this is on page um in, in the books on page 188 and it says uh what do you think is the secret to having the holy spirit live through you in a mighty way hmm. thanks for giving me an easy question there yeah. um <clears throat> i knew you could have yeah it. yeah well i'll do my best i mean i think there's obviously that's a big question there's a lot in that and even what do you mean by having the holy spirit <clears throat> live through you and move through you um, but I think to <clears throat> excuse me guys I think to speak to that you know having the Holy Spirit live through you I think to define that first just means you know you are the the Christianese term for that is you know you're keeping in step with the Spirit you know mm. you're um, <clears throat> you are obeying the Lord you're following, you know, what he has laid out for us to do and how to live in the Bible. You are, you know, you're loving others. Your your every decision is aligned, or most of your decisions are aligned with what the Lord would have you do in any given situation. And I think as believers, we all desire that. But I guess to answer your question, what's the secret? Um, I don't know if I'd say that was a secret. I'd say that, you know, it's it's laid out in the Bible that, you know, first of all, to have the Spirit living within you, you need to be a Christian, mm. you know, and that's, <clears throat> that's pretty clear. You know, Jesus says, you know, I stand at the door and knock. You know, you need to let me in. And 
So the idea there is that Jesus wants every person to come to him. He wants every person to open their heart to him, to lay aside, you know, the idea that I can do it myself, you know, that all all men feel I'm strong enough, you know, I'm smart enough, you know, I don't want to let somebody else. Yeah, yeah, people like me. (laughs) So uh, I just, I think the first step in that is laying down your pride to the point where you're willing to accept that, you know, you don't have life figured out and you can't do it all on your own. You can't pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. You can't, you know, make the life that you want. You can't be perfect you can't be a perfect husband you can't be a perfect father and you need jesus to come into your life you you need him to wash away the sin and you know all the mistakes that you've made in your life and draw you closer to him so that you can be the man that god designed you to be and you know ultimately so that your your future is secure in him knowing that you're going to heaven and you know your sins are forgiven you're no longer an outcast you're no longer condemned to hell so i think that's that's the first step is becoming a believer and you know once you become a christian it's not just like you know you flip a switch and now i'm a christian now i'm good i can go back to doing most of what i used to do you know maybe i used to go out and party every single night now i'll just go out and party on the weekends or i won't i won't drink 12 beers, I'll drink eight beers, you know. I've been a Christian, so now now I can't do that anymore. I think it's your life should be changed completely, you know. It, whatever it is that, that you were doing that was dishonoring God, now you need to go the complete opposite direction and live in a way that honors Him, that shows that there's been a change in your life. And that's you know, what Christians call bearing fruit. And that's just, just like a tree, you know. If you're, if you're an apple tree, if you have an apple tree that's, not grown any apples or hasn't grown apples in a decade you just start to wonder what's wrong with that tree you know you're not just like well that apple tree just doesn't like growing apples so you know that's just him he's living his best life it's like no something's wrong with that apple tree i gotta figure out what's wrong with it and if you're a christian and you're not bearing any fruit of being a christian something's wrong with your walk something's mm-hmm. wrong with the fact that you claim to be a christian and you're not demonstrating anything that is christian behavior so you need to get that straightened out so with that being said, to how to have the Holy Spirit walk with you and to be in step with the Spirit, you know, you gotta align your thoughts, your actions with what God wants. And first thing you gotta do with that is read the Bible, you know, know who God is. And <clears throat> once you once you are able to know what God wants, you can start living in a way that honors God. You can start, you know, taking action when you feel temptation to do something that you know God doesn't like. Instead of, you know, before you were a Christian, you don't have power to resist that. You know, you don't have any power but your own to resist that. Mm -hmm. But when you become a believer, you can pray, you know, Lord, I know I'm tempted to do X, please help me, you know, send your spirit to cover me, cover my mind, turn my thoughts away from that. And you have access to that power of the Holy Spirit to help you obey the Lord in that situation. So I think once you're, 
once you know who God is, once you know you know God's character, you read the Bible, you hear the story of, of God loving humanity and continuing to reach out to them, even though they turn against him and, and rebel against him at every turn, then you can live in that way that honors God. You can know who God is, who he wants you to be, and then just you know, making that a habit, reading the Bible every day, making prayer a habit, you know, definitely a daily habit, but you know, multiple times a day, you wake up in the morning, you know, you should be in conversation with the Lord, praying that he would draw you closer, praying exactly what this question says, praying that he would send the spirit to walk with you, to guide your steps, to draw you closer to him, and then making that, you know, your prayer, whatever your job is, there's something that's going to come up that's going to be frustrating. Something that's going to come up that's going to test you, test your patience. Living in step with the Spirit doesn't look like wake up in the morning, pray, God, give me wisdom, help me, help me do the right thing today, and then all day long, you know, you're cussing like a sailor because you're frustrated with work, and all day long, you're, you know, something comes up and you deal with it the way you used to deal with it, and then at night you pray again, God, forgive me for screwing up all day, mm. help me tomorrow. Then you pray again in the morning. Like it's a constant. It's a mindset of <clears throat> I'm, I'm facing this right now. <clears throat> Lord, how can you change my heart, change my mind in this situation and draw me closer to you? And over time, it's like training for a marathon, training to be, you know, a good, whatever your career is, training to be a good IT worker training to be, you know, a good chiropractor, a good builder, whatever your your career is, over time, if you dedicate yourself to that, you're trying to learn, you're trying to do the right thing, and you're not just like reading a book and then never putting it in place. You know, you're you're reading a book and you're trying to apply those principles to your life. Over time you'll get better at that. And I think over time, if you're intentional about, you know, being true in your walk, you know, prayer every day, multiple times a day, and spending time reading the Bible and learning about God's character and giving him an opportunity to teach you through your reading. Over time, I think he will shape your heart, shape your mind to be more like him. And you will become, you know, you will be walking in the Spirit's ways. You will be aligning your thoughts you know where you used to think hey i've got a weekend how bad can i party you know like what can i what can i do this weekend that can get me in trouble that i can have fun i can do this or that when three years down the road you've been walking with the lord you know your thoughts should be and i think will be you know what can i do with my family this weekend what can i you know how can i have fun that's not going out and drinking 20 beers it's going out and hanging out with a friend going fishing or it's, you know, <clears throat> I'm going to go watch some football with a buddy of mine. Or it might even be, you know, how can I use my weekend to bless somebody? Mm-hmm. You know, where can I can I go Serve. cut a widow's grass or something, you know, mm-hmm. like go help with the Habitat for Humanity house? I mean, I just think the, there's so many, so many anecdotal evidences that, you know, people's lives have been changed completely. And if you go back to the beginning of this podcast in the first, I don't know, three, four, five episodes, I think we tell our testimonies. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my testimony is that, that I was living one way, became a believer, and it completely changed my life and how I live, how I think, 
And you know, I think that's an evidence that if you dedicate yourself to the Lord, you ask Him to help you live more like Christ, that the Holy Spirit will live within you and it will help you be who you're supposed to be. That's, yeah, so it makes that's me my think. Few, my short answer. No, that's <laughs> a, yeah, that's right. That you know, it makes me think of uh, a couple things. That Second Corinthians five seventeen, it says, "If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Mm-hmm. The old is gone; that behold, the new has come." Mm-hmm. And that's just a that speaks right to what you're saying, mm-hmm. right? That the Spirit, God's Spirit, when He lives within us, He He changes us into His likeness, mm-hmm. and so we're not who we used to be because his spirit is now within us helping us to have the mind of christ Mm -hmm. instead of the mind of just like self-absorption right because before Mm -hmm. before we're a believer then our mind is just set on what can we accomplish you know Mm -hmm. like the i mean how can i get mine so to speak uh to use some uh gangster rap vernacular because that's what i grew up listening Mm to uh so that again, God's spirit within us is gonna is gonna change us into into the mind of Christ, and that's that's what we want to be, you know, because now we're grafted into His family, and now we are His child. Uh, I was reading this morning in my time with the Lord in my devotion time, and it was Romans chapter eight, one of great great book Romans, um, super deep. It takes quite a while to work through it because it's so so intense, but. Um, in, in there, uh, verse 9 of, of Romans 8 says, You, however, are controlled not by the sinful nature, but by the Spirit. And again, that word Spirit is capitalized here, okay? So, again, when we're talking about, we're not just talking about, like, Spirit Halloween, okay? We're talking about, like, God's Holy Spirit, meaning that, that, that God lives within us. So, God exists in three persons, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It's not that God is three separate persons. God is always one but he reveals himself in three persons. And so that's why that, that word spirit is capitalized in the Bible because Jesus said that when he goes away, that he was going to send the counselor, he was going to send God's spirit to live within his believers. Mm-hmm. And so if you are in Christ, if you have repented of your sin, given your life to Christ, and now you're his child and he's your king, then he actually comes to indwell with us. In our in our hearts, in our minds, in our in our physical bodies, and and the and the Bible says here, it says uh, that. But if Christ is in you, your body is dead because of sin, yet your spirit is alive because of righteousness. And if the spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the Spirit who lives in you. So that's right there. God reminding us that, hey. I, I, even though your physical body is going to die one day, your physical body is also going to resurrect one day, just like Jesus did, because His Spirit's living within you. Mm-hmm. And so, we don't have to even like ask for more of the Spirit because God's full Spirit is given to us on the day of salvation. But what we have to do is give ourselves over to more of the Spirit's power working in us each day. Right? That's that's where that's where the rub is because we can want to sometimes live by our old nature our old sinful desires which is always going to be battling within us but it's up to us to submit to that lordship of god's spirit that's within us to allowing him to have more control of our lives and when we do that and for me man i have to do that daily Mm -hmm. i mean i have to like every morning 
like get on my knees and pray like lord i give you control of my life today you know please god you know work through me um get me out of the way and and i pray father for your holy spirit to have complete control and reign of my life and of my mind and of my physical body and man that's just a daily thing personally that i have to do or i'm gonna revert back to Mm -hmm. me being in control Mm -hmm. instead of god being in control yeah i mean and that's easy to to prove i mean if you're if you're going to the gym if you're you know whatever like if you're training for a new career if you're, if you're, if you're going running, to the gym, like I've been going to the yeah, gym. Yeah, if you're going See to the gym, that? you got these YouTube, big muscles. Facebook. Yeah. Oh, we need to zoom in a little bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, you're training for something. You're, you're preparing. You're working really hard. Let's just take, you know, working, training for a marathon or even a half marathon. Say you're, you're training. This is something you've been training for for two months, three months, whatever. You're getting in good shape. You're trying to eat right or, you know, eat a little bit better. You're running, say if it's a half marathon, it's 13 miles. So, you know, you start running one or two miles at a time. You work your way up to three miles at a time, four, five, six miles at a time. You do a long run on the weekends. You're running like eight miles, nine miles. You do this for two or three months and you're up to like, all right, every day I'm running three miles, four miles. And then on the weekends I'm running 10. And then you get all the way up to like three weeks before this half marathon and you're just like, Man, I'm tired. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna chill for a while. Let's just say it's a month, month and a half for the marathon. You're just like, I'm tired. I'm you know what? This is too much work. It's asking too much of me. I'm just gonna rest and you know, I'll be good. I've done enough training, I'll be good for that half marathon. If you go back and you stop running completely and you just go back to eating whatever you wanna eat, you know, whatever, you get completely out of game shape, out of running shape. On that day of that half marathon, you think you're going to run your best? You think you're going to be like, well, you know, I ran all this. I prepared a month and a half ago. I'm good. I prepared six months ago. I'm good. Mm. You're going to show up, and if you were trying to run a, a two-hour half marathon, you got to run three, or you're not going to finish. Like mm-hmm. you're, You can't just go months and months and months in your walk with the Lord and say, I'm good. I've got a quiet time. I've been praying. You know, everything's right in my life. And my relationship with my wife is good. Relationship with my friends, my family, everything is great. I'm co- I'm gonna coast for a while. I'm just gonna quit doing my quiet time because that's too much work. You know, I gotta wake up 30 minutes early every day and wake up 15 minutes early, an hour early, however long your quiet time is. You know, doctors say get more sleep. I'm just gonna get more sleep. <laughs> so you do that. Two months, three months, four months down the road you lose your job or you and your wife have a big fight or you know something huge comes up you're not just going to go right back to your relationship with the lord that's going to be as strong as it was like you're you will have drifted your heart is we are we are free from sin but we still live in a world filled with sin so you know all the other things out there that are drawing our attention are going to win out in the moment you know if you're not in a place where you're continuing to build and nurture your relationship with the Lord and submitting your sinful desires to God's holy desires and his plan for your life, you're not going to be in step with the Spirit. You're not going to be prepared to be the husband, be the father that you need to be in the situation of, of losing a child and guiding your family through that or in any tough situation. So I think just to, to stress that point you finished with there, Gabe, like this is not a cram 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 take a exam six months from now or you know say i'm going to read my bible read my bible prepare pray and then i lose my job 
So, okay, now I'm prepared. I'm going to go through that. And then when I get another job, I'm good. I don't need to do that anymore. And I'll just wait till next time things are bad and I'll cram again. Like that's, that's not the way it works. Mm. This is a, like this, like they say, this is a marathon and not a sprint. This yeah. is a, you know, something you're going to have to do the rest of your life and not, you know, from the time I was 25 to 30, I read a lot in the Bible. So now I know everything. <laughs> right. I don't need any more, yeah. you know, I don't have to read that book anymore. I've read it through, read it through twice. So mm-hmm. now I don't have to read it again. You know, like there's, there's a whole lot to learn. We can never understand all the ways of the Lord. You know, we can't get in step with the spirit and then arrive and everything is perfect. Like this is a, this is a thing that we will work at for the rest of our lives. Like Gabe, how long have you been a Christian? Like 35 years. So now you're, yeah. you're good, right? You're perfect. You've read the Bible through a couple times, right? So you don't, yeah. you don't need any more. Yeah. Ask my wife that <laughs> yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. She'll, she'll tell you the answer to so, that real, real easily. Yeah. And so that's, I mean, I know people that are, they're 75, 80 years old. They've been Christians since they were six. And it's like, I still screw up every day. You know, yeah. like there's, there's no moment where you arrive and you don't need God anymore. Like mm. we're, while we're here on this earth, <clears throat> we're subject to sinning and we're prone to turning away from the Lord. So this is a, a lifelong battle to wake up and prepare for war, prepare to mm. be a Christian soldier and not to be, you know, a victim to the sin that wants to claim us. And I would say that um, two things to, to that. One is it's a whole lot easier to stay in shape than to mm-hmm. get in shape. Mm-hmm. So that applies spiritually as much as it does physically. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking the other day I had some, I hadn't played basketball in like two years. And I had some buddies that were, that were kind of getting back into it and playing mm-hmm. some. And, you know, we're, He's a guy I'm talking about. Like he's older than me, right? So I'm 45, and I was thinking, like, there's no way I'm gonna go play because I hadn't done a lane slide in two mm. years, right? <laughs> like I don't even know. Like if I try to get in defensive position mm. and guard somebody, 100, I would fall. Snap, everything would, snaps. Yes, yeah. or I'm gonna fall down because <laughs> my feet are getting crossed up. Or mm. when I try to retreat and backpedal, mm. I'm going back on my rear end, and you know. And so I was like, Nah, I'm good, man. Like. Mm. I don't want to be the dude that they're slacking off of because they're like, oh, this old guy came to play ball with us today. We're going to go gently on him. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what I could see happening. And so I'm like, I'm good. I'm just going to shoot free throws in the backyard and be really good at that. You know, so so anyway, that was an aside to say it's easier to stay in shape, you know, than to get in shape. Um, and secondly, I thought, why is this important? Like, why are we even talking about about this, and we we re- we recognize that there's there's guys out here listening that are not believers, right? That they're going through a tough time right now, and they're like, "Well, give me, you know, I I just you know I'm not a Christian, like I'm just gonna do this on my own kind of mm-hmm. thing, like I'm gonna pull myself up by my bootstraps." And I'm gonna say, "You can do that, like it ain't it ain't gonna be as fulfilling, you know, that's mm-hmm. for sure, and it's gonna be a lot harder if you just try to rely on your own wisdom, mm-hmm. if you try to rely on your own toughness, or if your your own strength, or some kind of worldly, you know, wisdom that you read in some self help book or whatever. Like you can do that, mm-hmm. right? But I'm gonna say, why? Mm-hmm. Why would you not allow the God that loves you, the God that created you, the God that wants to have a relationship with you? Why would you not allow Him to help you, right? Mm-hmm. Why would you not want His all-encompassing love and power to live in you and through you like why is that a bad thing Mm. if you think it's a bad thing it's because unfortunately (laughs) your heart is filled with pride right and pride is 
is what caused the fall of man. That's what's going to cause people to, unfortunately, go to their grave um, without giving their lives over to Christ because they've, they're, for whatever reason, they think that, that, they're, that they've got it figured out, that they don't need God, right? Well, we all need God to, to get to heaven because without us submitting ourselves to Christ and believing that He is God, that He, that he died on the cross for our sins, that, that we can't do enough good to earn God's favor, that we have to have, you know, Jesus' atoning sacrifice covering our lives and covering our spirits to, in order to enter into God's presence. If, if, that's, if that's the place that you're not willing to go and, and you're like, I don't need that, mm. well, man, when you die, you're going to need it because God's not going to allow you into his heaven. So, A, it's best for your eternity that you would submit to God's leadership and, and, and to allowing his spirit to enter your life through rebirth, through the spirit, through Christ uh, saving you and you you giving your life over to him. And then it's just going to make this this journey of life uh, more, more manageable, more mm. pleasant. It's like, would you rather have an electric drill... Or just a manual screwdriver. Mm-hmm. Like, you probably want the electric drill because mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to get your job done mm-hmm. using that than just using a manual screwdriver. That's mm-hmm. why somebody invented that joker. Mm-hmm. You know, do you want to have a, you know, a backhoe or do you just want a shovel mm-hmm. and a couple buddies? Yeah. Well, I'm going to take a backhoe. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, it's not that we're just going to the Lord like, as some kind of quick fix or like mm-hmm. I need you to solve my problems and then when I'm done when my problems are over with then I'm going to let you go right it's that we when we're allowing the Lord to live in us and through us A you know it's best for our eternity B it's going to be best for our present mm-hmm. you know so um, so that's why that's why we want you to be submissive to the spirit that's why we want you to give your life to christ that's why we want you to then walk in step with the spirit as you walk through life Mm. so yeah just wanted to kind of throw that in there yeah yeah i mean that's there's a lot of stuff in there like you said like romans there's a lot to uh, a lot to discover in romans there's a lot to discover a lot to discuss with that question of you know living in a way that honors the lord and, and being in step with the spirit so with that We'll move on, guys. Thank you for joining us today. Make sure you follow us on social media. We're Lost Boys to Found Fathers on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Search it. You can see our logo with a little compass on there. It says Lost Boys to Found Fathers. Uh, It's white, so if that helps you. Yep. Check out Gabe's books. He's got Thy Will Be Done. The question mark is his older book, and his newer one is Every Little Thing, Six Small Steps to Perfect Peace. Remember, guys, let's not be lost. Let's be found in him.